0: Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're going to tackle the sticky subject of guiding your children through the divorce process. And what makes this sticky is that it's ongoing. It's uncomfortable. And inevitably by definition in the divorce process, we are out of sync with the other parent. And so this challenge, of nurturing our children through the divorce process, it it can change hourly and certainly daily as things settle down, maybe weekly or maybe even monthly. Deciding to end your marriage is a difficult and emotional process. And it usually involves recognizing that your communication is just absolutely missing, that you're not hearing each other, that you're not understanding each other. Add to this, that you are raising children together or are going to be continue raising children together. How do you do that? How do you raise children together if you don't see eye to eye? Your children are having even more difficulty absorbing this than you all are. Keep in mind that your children, they feel, responsible. They're not responsible. There's nothing that you've done that indicates that they're responsible, at least I hope not, but they feel responsible. It's completely irrational on some level when people, when couples become high in conflict and move towards divorce, the kids feel like they're responsible. And so the question is, knowing that they're coming from this place, how do we minimize the impact of the divorce on them? How do we help them to be more comfortable with themselves? And how do we help them to be comfortable with the idea that there's going to be a period of time, a long period of time, where there's going to be change in the relationship where things are not going to be as clear as we'd like them to be? And so the first challenge for you is to create a consistent environment for them that isn't going to change no matter what happens in the divorce. The first challenge for you is to insulate them From what's going on with you and the other parent as much as possible and the starting point is to communicate openly and honestly with your children to let them know uh, that the divorce is not their fault to say to them you may be feeling like this is your fault and I want you to know it's not or maybe you're going to even explore it with them and ask them hey mommy and daddy are getting divorced how do you feel about that And then you might even want to ask them, do you think it's somebody's fault? And just see what they think. And the punchline is always going to be, it's not your fault. Mommy and daddy, we don't like who we are when we're together. And so we're looking to live separately. That's the kind of the party line. Yeah, you may be feeling like it's their fault and you want to blame them and you want to drop it at their doorstep. Or you might even be feeling like it's your fault and you want to completely own it. Your children don't need that from you. What they need to know is they need to know that you're both trying to be the best people that you can. Remember, in your role as parent, your job is number one, to create safety for your children, consistency for your children, once they have a consistent and and safe environment. Number two, to communicate to them values, principles, guidelines for how to live their life. And number three, to remember that you and the other parent model these things are the best of your abilities, right? Let's be real. We're all not completely consistent or congruent human beings at times. If we say one thing and do another is what that means, but we're going to do our best to demonstrate these values to our children. And so it's less important that you take all the responsibility or lay all the blame at the other person's feet. And more important that you focus on what's important for the children, which is that they are loved. Mommy and daddy don't get along so well. We don't like the way we are in each other's presence. And so we're going to try living apart or or we're getting divorced or however you want to frame that. It's not your fault is the next part. And the last part is we love you no matter what, no matter how mad we might be at each other. We love you no matter how much we disagree. We love you. And we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure out how to be the best parents we can for you. That's what they need to hear. All right, so you want to keep disruptions to their routine at a minimum. Ha, 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 right? You're getting ready to go live in separate households. How do you do that? Well, you do that by, first, making sure that whatever routines they have at school and in their social life are maintained. The things that are outside of the house are maintained, that they're steady, that they're consistent. Second, you want to do your best to make sure that under your roof, The routines that you have developed are as consistent as possible, given that you're going to be living in separate households. And third, if you and the other parent are in a place, or really when you and the other parent are in a place where you can talk about it, you're going to want to develop consistency in the routines of both households. Now, if the other parent absolutely disagrees with the way that you parent, if you just can't come to agreement on this, It might be a matter of saying to your children, I'm going to maintain consistency here. Things are always going to be the the way that they have been. I'm not sure what's going to happen over there, and that's between you and them. But you need to know that life under my roof is going to be life under our roof. You, the children, and myself are going to be what they have been as much as possible. And so that means they're going to go to bed at the same time. Screen time is going to be about the same, that uh, they're going to brush their teeth. They're going to change their clothes. They're going to, I'm going to just keep making stuff up here. To take their shoes off at the door, they're going to load the dishwasher, empty the dishwasher. That they're going to um, turn their phones off at dinner, or whatever routines that you have. They're going to do their homework at a certain time. That if they, when they do their homework, they're going to get certain privileges. Whatever the structures are, you want to keep them to the best of your ability. And keep in mind also that as they develop and grow, these routines are going to change right? Like the needs, routine needs of an adolescent are a lot different than the routine needs of a toddler. And so as children develop and grow, the routines shift and change, but then they hold for a number of years until they need to change again. So your job is to let them know that things are going to be the same, that there is a sense of stability and predictability in their lives at least under your roof and hopefully under both of your roofs it's really important as you're doing this that you reassure them that they're going to be taken care of and do not think for a second that they know this when parents are dissolving or transforming their relationship children naturally wonder am i next (laughs) could what's going to happen to me and so Just let them know that your commitment to them, your love for them is non-negotiable, that you always love who you are in their presence, that you will always be there with them. Maybe help them to understand that your role with them as the parent is consistent, ongoing, and it's not the same as a partnership, right? The partnership that you had with their other parent is not the same as the relationship that a parent has to a child. Let them know that the parent-child relationship does not change. You might even want to tell them even when you're in your 30s i'm always going to be your parent i'm always going to be there for you the quality of the relationship is going to change but i'm always going to be there for you you can count on me being there for you no matter what happens and part of the importance of consistency in their routines and in the household and in their lives is reassuring them that you are there let them know that the other parent is going to be there for them also You can't control them. You can't manage them, but you know that they love them and they're going to show up to the best of their ability and that you and the other parent are going to do your best to work together to make sure your children's lives are met and let them know that if you're not as good at it together as you were when you were living together, you will do your best to make up that gap that you are there. It's really important they understand that you hold this commitment. And it's super important that you do this without being critical of the other parent, right? You wanna make sure that you don't disparage the other parent in any way, shape, or form. If you've been disparaging to the other parent, this is not a routine that you wanna maintain or be consistent with. You wanna, of course, avoid having fights with the other parent in front of the children. But most important, when they come to you and say, "Uh, mommy slash daddy, Did this, and you think it's a bad thing, you know. Instead of saying the bad thing that you think it is, you might explain it to them in a way that puts a positive spin on it. Um, So, what's an example? Uh, Daddy let me stay up late the other night, and I was really tired at school. And you know, you're you might want to say, "Oh, really? I can't believe he did that. That's so bad." And it might be, but how you might want to spin it is well i'm not sure why daddy did that and i know you were tired at school but i'm sure he had a reason that's it that's all you need to say something as simple as that i don't know why i'm sure it was uncomfortable for you but there was probably a reason for it now you and i know the reason that people cross boundaries with their children is not always a good one but there's a reason and that's you want to keep it as simple and as clean as possible when it comes to talking about the other parent and the reason is that children internalize their image of both parents. Uh, they, it becomes a part of who they are. And so when we disparage the other parent of them, we're disparaging an image they have of that parent within them, and they start to have some disparagement on their self-image. And so we always want to focus on the strengths of the other parent and disregard the weaknesses as far as the children are concerned. Uh, And that doesn't mean that we're gonna be in denial of the weaknesses. It means when the weaknesses come up, like maybe they crossed a boundary with your children about bedtime, that we frame it in a way that acknowledges that the other parent has responsibility for their choice and that we don't always know what that is, but that that parent has responsibility and we trust that they do. We also want to encourage our children to express their emotions in a healthy way. And so, that looks like them saying, I'm really pissed at you. How could you do this? How could you drive mommy away? Or how could you say that to daddy? All right, we need to give them permission to express those feelings. And if they're doing it in a way that feels abusive to us, we can say to them, hey, you know what? I know you're angry. I get it. And I want to talk to you about this, but I don't feel safe when you're yelling at me. Or I don't feel good when you call me names. Could we can we have this conversation without the yelling and without the name calling? And if they can't, then you say to them, maybe you need to take some time and we can talk about it a little later when we can not have name calling or shouting. Teach them the lesson of expressing emotion appropriately. Um, that isn't always gonna come. Sometimes they need to yell and scream and we're gonna let them, but there's a point where they might cross a line with us emotionally, and we're gonna need to make that clear. And we need to validate them also. Wow, I didn't know you felt that way. I'm so sorry that you're angry. I'm so sorry that I brought that up in you. But that doesn't mean that you're that that. they're accusing you of is right it doesn't mean that it's wrong it's just about acknowledging their feeling making it valid making it safe for them to express the feeling and when they are finished expressing the feeling when they're tapped out when it's released you might explain to them here's what i was actually doing uh you know i mommy and daddy don't really feel like their best selves with each other and you know we didn't think about how angry it would make you but in the long run, we think that you're going to be happier when we feel happier and we feel better. And that's why we're doing this. That's kind of explaining, you know, what, why we did what we did that's making them so angry. You may need to seek support for yourself or for your children. That could be therapy. That could be groups. That can be coaching. That can be spiritual help there may there will inevitably for you be a lot of cleansing work to do Uh, my personal experience getting divorced was that i started out really angry and hurt i was so hurt and blaming i was so furious that my wife couldn't step up and be the person that i knew she could be that i saw her as when when we were in love and before we got married and somehow uh, there was something about the way I was being with her and we were being with each other that just didn't create space for that. I was so disappointed and angry and hurt and violated by that. Uh, and I needed to release those feelings. I needed to talk to someone about them. Uh, there was I needed to meditate on them. There was prayer work that I needed to do. There was all kinds of release work I needed to do to have those feelings in the same way that we encourage our children to have those feelings. I needed to have those feelings and and express them appropriately and let them go. Uh, I needed to get back into a routine of being, of uh, exercising because the, the anger requires physical release, not just emotional release. And, you know, eventually forgiveness. I needed to forgive her. I needed to forgive me. And when I got to that place of forgiveness, then I could be fully present to the process without being reactive. I could be proactive, right? Super important. Uh, and you know, since then, I've gotten very involved in helping other people with their divorces. And we've found techniques to help people release those emotions really fast so that they can show up in this new and effective way with their children much more quickly. And it makes it huge. The faster you can make that shift, the better it is for your children. So seeking support for yourself, good. For your children, good. They may not need that support until after the divorce. Uh, For them, they'll probably be on their best behavior during the divorce. But after the divorce, when it gets final, that's when divorce gets really real for them. We're relieved. For them, it's real. But have that in your hip pocket that they need to talk to a school counselor or someone. All right. We talked a little bit about this before. It's co-parenting. Even if you and your ex-partner are not on good terms, it's important to try to communicate and cooperate when it comes to parenting your children. And that is going to be really having a business relationship with them. Keep in mind that like at work, you can have people that you don't like, but that you need to work with in order to earn a living and move forward in the workplace and for the business to thrive. That may be what's happening here. You may not like them, you may not love them, you may not care for them, but you are in a business relationship with them. The business of co-parenting your children together and to the best of your ability, you're going to create shared rules or boundaries for child rearing. To the best of your ability, you're gonna support one another in those boundaries. To the best of your ability, you're gonna stay positive and stay focused on strengths in this relationship. Because in the end, that's what's going to work. And if they're just not up to that, you still have the responsibility of being courteous, kind, patient, and to the best of your ability, caring, if not loving in that relationship, so that you're modeling for your children how to deal with others when they are less rational than you are or more reactional than you are model for them the kind of behavior that works so you're going to model for them how to express your feelings express uh, appropriately how to release them and how to behave in the face of other people's triggers and feelings that may or may not be appropriate overall you're going to remember it's important to be patient with your children they're going through a lot you want to be understanding always remembering that They're going to act out, they're going to do things, they're going to need attention. And your job is to be as supportive as possible because you're not the only one adjusting here, they are also. And by the way, they've got emotions to release as well. And usually if you're providing a consistent safe environment, when children feel like they're in a safe environment, that's the place that they release emotions, right? When we feel safe, that's when we're like, Now I can let this go. All right, so just to sum this up, we know divorce is difficult. The basis of it is that communication is not at its best. We often don't see eye to eye. We're going to communicate openly and honestly with our children. We're going to remind them that they have no responsibility or fault, that the divorce is our choice and our partner's choice, that it's about how we want to be our best selves and we feel being a partner is the way to do that. But that we are both always going to love and be there for our children we're going to keep routines in place and disruptions at a minimum in their lives internally and externally regardless of what happens in the other household we're going to reassure our children that they're going to be taken care of and let them know that we both love them and are going to be involved in their lives we're going to encourage our children to express their feelings we're going to validate their feelings and allow them to express them in a healthy way an appropriate way we're going to seek support for ourselves and for our children. We're going to try and co-parent effectively. Even if our co-parent is less cooperative, we're gonna do our best. We're going to avoid disparaging or putting down our co-parent and do our best to look at their strengths and uphold their strengths in the eyes of our children, because our children model themselves after our strengths. And last of all, we're going to be patient, understanding, and supportive of our children as we all adjust to the changes. As always, if you have any questions, contact me directly, rich at richinrelationship.com. If you want to talk about this, direct message me, go to the website, richinrelationship.com, and grab a complimentary call with me, We can talk about your specific situation and tailor some specific actions. If you're interested in doing release work, that's a great way to get started on it is to make sure there's a fit here and we can talk about how to let go of those feelings so that you can show up as your best, most caring, most loving, supportive self. And as always, be patient and caring with yourself. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself because when our battery is 100% charged, then we can show up for everyone else 100%. Thank you so much and enjoy your day.